Hello, hello, 6 a.m. run family, my runners, my group, my community. Tommy Mahani here, as always. Really, as you guys know, just diving into this podcast world. So I'm not in my comfort zone. So I, I apologize up front. I might not be the best podcaster today. Hopefully I'll get better. But I will say it's exciting to be almost like I think we're in our like, I've been doing the past couple of weeks, guys, you guys don't know this, but to give you some insight on behind the scenes, um, trying to get some of the most influential people that I can find because I know what we all as runners are going through every day and not even runners, people that, you know, are kind of those fitness enthusiasts. So i um, probably have done about 10 to 15 episodes over the past couple of weeks. You guys don't know you by, well, by the time you hear this one, you'll have heard a few of them, but I'm really excited for the type of individuals we're bringing on and the insight that they're giving you guys. So without further ado and not to waste anyone's time, I'm really excited for Alicia. I should have asked in our pre-call. I'm going to try though. Alicia Ober is our guest today. And Alicia has an amazing range of things that we're going to talk about. But I also wanted to make sure she, and you'll, I'm sure you'll say her profession, which also does, in my opinion, make you such an expert on a lot of topics we're going to touch on. But let me just give it to you, Alicia. Please introduce yourself. And as I told you on the pre-call, if you don't mind, why I reached out to you to be uh, a guest and talk to our group and community of runners. Hi, everyone. My name is Alicia Lindsay Ober. I am a national certified counselor. I have been working in the ER as a behavioral health crisis clinician, helping people who come into the ER with mental health crises. I'm also a gold star wife. I lost my husband in a helicopter crash in 2003, um, in a military helicopter crash. And I also have a huge background in experiencing loss and helping people overcome different aspects of their life where they felt stuck. Wow. And was, did a lot of this happen after 2003 where you made that journey into this world? So sort of, yes. The short answer is I lost my stepfather, who was the only father I really knew when I was 18. And so that was my first loss. But then I kind of went on and did my life for a little bit. But after losing my husband was the catalyst of, okay, what else can I do with my life now? And how can I help others who felt stuck and lonely at times? Yeah. It's such a, and I told you in our pre-call and I, I know, I love that you said you, you would be an open book today because I, I know people deal with this and we live in a time, people know me, I, I try to stay middle on the road of everything, but you can't open the news and, you know, you see what's going on as we're talking like, you know, Ukraine. And by the way, we appreciate, let me say too, I didn't tell you this in our pre-call, men like your husband and, and women, we thank them for their service. I mean, God, I mean, I, any person in the forces and everyone knows on 6AM Run, you know, you guys know I don't talk about the product, but men and women on 6AM Run, this, let me real quick, to segue one second, we work with GovX because, for example, we really appreciate what men and women in service do for this country. So let me just make sure we say that. But people, I think, that go through that, right? Like, you always see, I'm going to say something on older couples. You ever notice, and, and I've seen this, I've had friends that um, as I was growing up and parents, parents, when a spouse, of, especially in the older couples who are, let's say, retired, it seems like when one spouse goes, the other is not, I hate saying this, but you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's almost like they lost the will to live, mm -hmm. right? And you losing your husband and a lot earlier, where did you find the strength to take this direction and be strong and look at it, not like a setback, but a setup to help other people. And, you know, can you find 
the silver lining in losing a loved one? Is there ever a silver lining in losing a loved one? If that's even okay to say. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I can answer both of those with basically the same answer, which is it's a mindset shift. So I could sit around and focus on the fact that my husband died or I could say, all right, well, he died. You know, there's a grieving process that goes on. It's not something that ever ends. I'm never going to fully ever be 100% over his loss. Um, but I've gotten through the grieving process and, you know, it had to do with mindset shifting, you know, like not focusing on the loss, but focusing on what else I can do. And it's the same sort of thing with the silver lining is, you know, I think a lot of times when we have adversity in our lives, we tend to think about the negative thoughts that are surrounding that instead of what are the positives you can get out of the situation. And so for me, I'm super grateful that he came into my life and we had a child together. My daughter was four and a half when he died. And so I focused on raising her after he died and also showing her the importance of giving back to the community and and being active and getting involved in things as a way of turning the negative loss into something positive. And I just, I think that most people get stuck or siloed in the grief of, Mm -hmm. or pain that they're in at a moment. And you just have to shift your mindset around, okay, so what can I focus? What can I do now? Because if there's anything I've learned over the years, it's that life is so short and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, you know, life isn't what happens to you. It's, you know, it's, it's what you do with that. You you have that chance every single day to make a difference in your own life. Yeah. I, um, it's so funny you say that this past summer, some close friends on Facebook probably saw my daughter had an AAU basketball game and on the other court, on the older boys side, uh, two parents got in a fight and one pulled out a gun and it was mayhem. But what I'm getting at, I don't want to repeat that story because it's crazy. That was on here, like a Philly news, everything. But what's crazy is when I got home, you really don't know when you walk out of your house. Like, I feel like your house is a little bit your safe haven. You don't know when you walk out your door in the morning and a car accident. I hate saying a car. You don't know you're going to come home back to your loved one. You really don't. You know what I mean? And um, so, you know, obviously, and again, knock on wood, we got through that situation. You know, it was just to pull a gun. Again, I don't want to take away from this episode, but to your point. So I, I think that even though that kind of was on the brink, it made me, and this was this past summer, so it's almost going on one year now, but it made me really think of things different. Like not, you know, and my wife and I knock on wood, why we got married. We don't really have arguments, but of course there's times when you're just maybe frustrated with something else, right? And, you know, you don't want to deal with your kids at the moment. And let me, and where I'm getting at with this, it's a long-winded way of saying this. What I've noticed is physical fitness and the escape I do from running does allow me to be a better person to everyone around me. In your counseling that you provide, is that something that's done is to say, hey, why don't we add this into your life and maybe that'll help improve other things? It may may be not running. Maybe it's a hobby, go fishing. Maybe it's something. Do you find that as a grief counselor, there's things that you can find within someone that they might just like to do and say, okay, look, well, let's do this then. Let's, let's go. I'll stop talking, but if you want to take that over. Yeah. Yeah. So in counseling and in the coaching that I do, I'm always asking people, what's your outlet? Because we spend the most time with ourselves and our own yeah. thoughts. Right. And so how do you release those thoughts? whether it's running, some for some people, it, yeah. the therapeutic benefit of running is there. Hiking, walking, swimming, any kind of physical exertion. 
Um, and for others who don't like physical activity, it's journaling or writing or doing some other kind of hobby. And yes, so I'm always asking, what is your coping mechanism? You know, what's your outlet for you? Yeah, no, and that that's perfect too. And then I think too, you know, there's a couple of examples on this episode is when I can share it. Here in Delaware, we have um, Andrew McDonough here locally, and I'll say his story real quick too. He's a gentleman, his son, soccer star here in high school, had a bunch of like division one offers and everything. And literally died of leukemia immediately. It was almost like it was like overnight, was healthy one day, played a soccer game, went to the hospital, and within a span of a couple of weeks passed away. They started because he was a B positive blood type, they started the B positive um, leukemia charity. To date, they've like raised well over $4 million for children with leukemia, right? So it's like, you look at someone like that, I love, and and he as a father is an inspiration to me because I can't imagine losing a child, right? And what he's done is said, okay, but I'm going to save a hundred other children potentially, right? So I think that when you can kind of channel that obviously anger, I'm sure too, right? We call it grief, but I'm sure there were days you were just angry, right? Like why? Yeah. And and I think what you're saying is exactly what I try to help people find is find a purpose for that pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, why we were kind of attracted, why I was attracted to your profile. And let, let, let me just, as we're talking, trauma too. We talk a little bit about death. If you don't mind too, we can even visit as in your counseling. People I think go through Let's stop talking about death, but let's talk about trauma. There's things that I think people have been getting fired, getting COVID, right? We're obviously, knock on wood, I think we're done COVID, but there was a lot of people went through trauma with COVID, right? Whether they got sick, is trauma very similar or is it one in the same a little bit? Is there other things to help cope with? Trauma sometimes can't just be over, right? Like trauma sometimes can lag. Can you talk about trauma a little bit? Yeah, and so in the past year and a half, there's been an unimaginable amount of trauma that I have seen in the ER. Um, Just, you know, anywhere ranging from you, people being isolated in their home um, and being stuck with their family members and not having any kind of social outlet, losing their job, losing their home, fighting with their family members. You know, all of that can bring up a lot of emotions and trauma from your past, unresolved trauma from your past. And, you know, finding that healthy coping mechanism is so important. That's why I feel like Running, walking, hiking outside is super important. And at a time when people are locked up and they can't do anything, they can find things inside to do. You can jump rope. You could do push-ups. You could do air squats. You could do things like that while you still do some sort of outlet for yourself. But, you know, that trauma, a lot of times, there's an amazing book for anybody who has not read this book called uh, Your Body Keeps the Score. It's a doctor who did a lot of research about how your body holds on to trauma in your life. And different therapeutic ways that you could release it. It's an amazing book for people who might need a resource. And if you could touch on that too, books, resources, who, where, what type, what course, where would you say you've gotten some of the best educational or I don't know if the right word I'm looking for, who guided you um, or maybe mentored you or what books or what courses, if you don't mind, kind of that helped you find your path into this. If someone is listening to this and they want to be a crisis manager, ER, health and wellness expert as well as you are, how would they want to kind of follow your path into that space? And it is that, correct me if I'm wrong, is that, is it a volunteer? Is it a career? Is that something like, if you don't mind answering that, because it sounds to me like I would, if I was 18 again, and you told me that this is 
a possible like occupation to help people in ER like deal with trauma and, and immediate tragedies. That sounds like a, a job an amazing person has. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the episode. So how did you get into this field? So it's been a journey. Like I said, I mentioned earlier that my, my stepfather died. He actually completed suicide in our home when I was 18. Oh my God. Um, I went on and found, you know, met my husband. We got married. We moved around. My mom moved to Florida after that, lost my husband in 2003. And then my mom four years later to an unsuccessful lung transplant. So that's been a, a journey, a personal journey for me. So after my husband died, I went back to college and I got a nutrition certification. And then okay. I went into, got into CrossFit. I became a CrossFit trainer and then a personal trainer. And so that evolution went on and I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm addressing the different aspects of healthy living, but what about the mental aspect? Well, let me, let me, let me, real quick, let me backtrack on the becoming a trainer. Yeah. I've always thought you don't need a trainer. Hear me out. You don't need a trainer in this day and age when every exercise is available on YouTube. Now, it, this is where I'm going to, what you need a trainer for, I think trainers, even more so the old, uh, what's the old adage of bartenders? They know everything about everyone's business. I think trainers know everything about everyone's business. If you asked a trainer who's going through what divorce, who's hooking up with who, yeah. who's, you know what I mean? Every gossip in a small state or city, right? I guarantee you what a trainer is really there for is, I joke, and my, my phrase, it's to be that person's hype man in real life. Would you agree? Yes. I agree. And when I was a trainer, everybody told me everything. But you know what you really need a trainer for? And I think this is applicable to life. Anybody needs an accountability partner. Yeah. Someone to hold you accountable for whatever sure. goal it is you're working on. You can tell that person didn't follow the diet. They didn't do the work at home. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so I also then went back to college and ended up getting my master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Okay. And that's what led me to, I interned at the hospital and realized I really loved working there. So awesome. I ended up pursuing that. But in terms of what resources and where people could go, I mean, actually, it's so hard to find someone to talk to when you need to talk to nowadays. I highly suggest looking up a website called Psychology Today. Mm -hmm. um, it usually lists counselors, therapists, um, social workers that are in your area. You can do it by zip code. You can do it by insurance. You can do it by whatever topic you want to talk about. I think that's a useful resource for people when they're like, okay, I know I'm struggling with some things, but I don't know where to go. Right. Yeah. And is your field, are you the start? And I just have so many, by the way, I apologize. I have a few questions. Are you the start? Then do you recommend them to psychiatric care after that? Or do you do some of that yourself? Like if someone wanted to talk to you, could you become their counselor outside? Or like even with one of the good things about COVID allowed people to, you know, telemedicine and telehealth, right? Which is crazy that we, you know, we ha now have that. But yeah, I mean, do you, do you yeah. take clients on and maybe have like sessions with them? Or is that, do you just kind of assess and then maybe advise to a psychiatric or psychiatrist or? Yes, yes, yes. That's what, so what you're asking me is, what my job entails, right? In the ER is it's crisis stabilization mostly. So it's a mental health evaluation and stabilizing somebody. And some, for some people that's, they might need inpatient psychiatric care. Mm -hmm. And so we facilitate that in the ER. And then some people are just having a anxiety attack or they're struggling with some things, personal things. They don't know where to go. We see a lot of that in the ER of people just, I'm feeling depressed, especially in the last year and a half. The suicide, suicidality, is through the roof and nobody seems to want to talk about that. But in the ER, what we're primarily doing there is mental health evaluation, crisis stabilization, whether that's sending them home with resources, 
helping them try to get an appointment, but then I don't continue seeing people there. I used to in a free clinic that the hospital ran, but I don't do that anymore. But I do coach people who have experienced loss. I was going to say, and now these are people to also put in context, and, and, I, and I apologize, I probably should have kind of painted this picture. And unfortunately, you know, you, you see it, you know, in like in stories, these are people that were just told you lost a loved one for the most part, right? In the ER? No, it's no. anybody. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So it's just, I have created this coaching program to help people who've experienced some kind of loss in their life okay. that feel stuck and need to move forward. But in the ER, it's any, any kind of crisis. Even the patient that maybe lo- like something happened to the patient that got them to the ER. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. So, okay. So no, that, that defines the person. Okay. Awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm set on that. So, wow. Like it's, let me ask you, and, and then just personally, cause again, I'm just going to, a question that pops in my mind, I'm just going to shoot it out. And I hope I don't know. How do you, by dealing with so much sadness and even at work, what do you do? Do you compartmentalize it? How do you, and you've gone through your own trauma. How do you, and what you guys, we do sound only. So you guys can't see Alicia's face but she's not like, I, I can't explain it. You're, you're not like smiling and talking, but you're yeah. like, I can tell you're, you're positive. Is that, if that makes sense, yeah. right? You're not like obviously laughing about the situation because there's nothing to laugh about, but I'm getting such a positivity vibe from you. How do you maintain that? I don't know. And that's why I'm saying this is definitely not for me. I couldn't going through that tragedy myself, then dealing with it every day and you have your child and you have per, your personal life, I'm sure. How do you compartmentalize this on a daily basis? Just a personal question on you. And you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. No, 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 I'm open book. So it goes back to everything that we were talking about earlier. You have to have an outlet, a healthy coping outlet for yourself to be able to release whatever pain you're carrying. So for me, it's always been physical activity. Got it. Well, going to the gym after my husband died, I ran a lot. I ran a bunch of races in his honor, ran the Marine Corps marathon a few times in his honor. And that gave my pain a purpose. Like I turned that pain into a purpose. And now, you know, it's all about self-care. So, you know, even not just me, but for anybody out there who's like feeling stressed out all the time and they're compartmentalizing things and they don't know how to let it go. It's finding that healthy outlet, whether it's through exercise or it's something like journaling or even just writing down your thoughts on a piece of paper and crumpling it up and throwing them away just to get them out of your head is helpful for people. So, you know, I think because I have done the work, I'm at a very good place in life where I can openly talk about anything. It doesn't set me back. And then I know that I'm in this place where I can help other people because I remember what it was like at one point to feel lonely and lost and confused and not know what to do. And I don't want anyone to feel that way. No, I totally get that. If you don't mind too, and and where are you? And um, you said you did, I know we, did. It sucks. We used to do the expo uh, in the Gaylord, the Marine Corps Marathon down in DC. Yeah. Is that the one you did? Yeah. Awesome. That's, it was. I will say that one, we did the expo there. And for those of you guys that don't know, I personally ran the New York City Marathon for the first time. That was my first marathon. But for those of you that don't know, and it sucks that the expo and things got canceled because of COVID. I know that I think they are going to have the Marine Corps Marathon again this year. But that right there where you saw so many stories, more so even than New York and all the charities people do for New York. The Marine Corps Marathon was amazing. And people, all the men and women in service, not just Marines, were there to do it. Like it was was amazing. I can't even explain it. And it was such a great vibe. 
And they're so supportive. Like, I mean, they found out we were a small business. They supported us. One of the best expos we've ever done. So I was, I was asking, I went off on a tangent there and you're located in Virginia beach. Okay. So yes, we're at Delaware. We're East coast. My daughter has a lot. We were down there at Boo Williams for the tournaments. My daughter does almost every summer. It's a really nice area. I feel like I'm looking at the timer almost like about 20 minutes. Even if people are doing a 5k, they're probably just finishing, but (laughs) I mean, in 20 minutes, what we've covered, please tell me if I've missed something. I think this has probably been, although this wasn't a long one, again, this is not an area I'm an expert in and I don't, even, I don't even know where to go, but I'll kind of let you take it over. Is there something I didn't ask or something you want to maybe relate to our audience that maybe you want to just say that I didn't ask or what are you thinking, Alicia? I mean, I can't think of anything that it's hard to know what you didn't ask. Right, right, right. But- in terms of, you know, if anyone's feeling like they're feeling stuck or lonely, I mean, you know, one of my missions is to reduce the impact of isolation that people feel after sure. experiencing a traumatic loss. Right. And that loss could be anything from losing a house to losing a relationship, right, right, right. losing a pet. You know, it doesn't have to be a death of a loved one. But, you know, if anyone wants any further resources, they feel free to reach out to me. And yeah, can we and email me so I can put this in the bio? Sorry to interrupt you. Can you tell people? And do you take on? I don't want to say clients. Do you take on people to kind of guide them and talk to them and be you know their mentor and take them on? And if so, or if even just for them to have questions, you, you'll answer. Where can people find you? Any site? Any contact information? Please state it, and then definitely please send me so uh, we were emailing back and forth so I can put it in the bio, please. Okay. Yeah. So my website's uh, com, And on there, you'll see a little bit about me. You'll see a little bit information about my coaching program. I do individual and group coaching. Awesome. And then I have a hiking program that I just started. And again, it's all about the idea behind releasing pain is so beneficial when you're outside hiking, running, walking with other people. That's one thing I forgot. We talked in our pre-call. Do you want to elaborate on the hiking program? And or or people can, or obviously I think people should. That'd be fun too. I know a lot of runners, I'd like to see people hike more too and just be one with more with nature. But can you elaborate a little bit on the hiking program? Yeah. So the idea behind the hiking program, it's called Hiking to Heal. And it's an opportunity, small group setting where we get together and we do a hike. We have some self-reflection halfway through, open the you know conversation for people who want to share whatever insights that they might have gathered, or if they just want to connect with somebody, a hike back down. And again, another opportunity for people to share what they're feeling, thinking, and whatnot. And so it's a newly launched program. So I'll start putting more information out. So my website has a little bit of information, but if anyone wants to send me a DM, they can reach out on Instagram. Most of the places that I'm listed is ready for ADV. So ready for adventure on the number four though. So ready, the number four ADV on Instagram and Facebook and other places, but I'm mostly on Instagram. So if anyone has any questions, they want some advice, we need some resources, I can point them in that direction, even if they don't want to work with me. You bring up my last question. And we, when you talk about doing the hike group and this brought a question, I apologize. I, I don't want to let you go right, right away. If you can answer my, my this is yeah. my, my last question. You do see for, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, there are grief counseling groups. Do you agree? And I know that with those that are out there and part of it seems like what you're doing with this hike group, when you kind of have some people like that have together, they're a group that has commonality in the grief and tragedy that they've gone through. Is that healing? 
did you have that when you were going through it, a group or some kind of like, you know what I mean? I I know it's proven it works for AA. I know there's grief counselors that put groups together for that, that meet and things like that. Is that something that's really, and I'm answering my own question probably, but that's just a proven method of getting these people together in a room. Yes. The answer is yes. Uh, Both personally, when I had the chance through an organization that gathered military widows and kids together. I was like, wow, there's more of us out there. Like I didn't know anyone right? because we were stationed overseas when my husband died and I had to move back to the United States. But professionally, I actually saw firsthand, I was facilitating a grief group for people who most of them had lost a child, but there was somebody there that had lost a husband. They allowed that person to come in, but most of them had lost a child. And the bonds that people have, so both in both aspects I've seen, When you have a shared loss with somebody, you know, that's why AA and NA and things like that, it's a shared commonality. When you have that shared loss and you share openly about how you're feeling about it and somebody else just validates how you're feeling in the group, it's like a light bulb moment. Okay, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm not all alone. I'm not the only one feeling these things, you know, and so it normalizes that the feelings and thoughts that you're having surrounding whatever the loss is are normal. Yeah. And it's okay to talk about it because a lot of times people hold that in and they don't want to talk about it. So it's it's a safe place to talk about it, which is what I want to do with the hiking program, not only for the exercise, but also at, it's a safe place. Where is a safer place than out in nature with other people who've shared a similar loss? Yeah. Well, part of, and I hope if you can follow us in return, part of what would I say to everyone too is I don't think any form of health, mental health, professional health, you know, if you want to be, everyone wants to be rich, right? Like everyone wants to make money and do well. And I get that. But I personally, my thing that probably our audience is sick of me saying, I just don't think any health can be healthy without physical health, right? And if you're not physically healthy, if you if you don't hike, if you don't walk, if you don't do what you need to do, change a diet a little bit, get better. I just, I believe you can't, I feel you won't be mentally healthy if you're not physically healthy. I think everything stems from physical health. And again, for me, it's my escape, right? Like I might be mad at a day at work. I made a mistake at work. You know, I just, I know though that if I can go take care of my physical health, even if it's the next morning, I can clear my mind. I can be better. A lot of times what I've learned to do is like, just, I don't know if this makes sense, but put the anger on hold for a second. Cause I'm like, Whoa, I'm really angry right now, but let me pause this anger. Let me go run or let me give it some time. Cause I found out like the people you might want to blow up on or mad at, if you just kind of put that anger on hold, even mm-hmm. it's crazy to say this, but 24 hours later, you just have a whole different approach at it. Yes. It's all about reducing the reactivity that you have when something comes up. Yeah. No, 100%. So awesome. Alicia, I'll say it. This was like a, it's not one of our longest ones, but for for me, one of ones I'll never forget. I don't know if this is the right way of saying it. I'm, I'm proud. I just met you, but I'm proud of you and for you and what you've done. I think what you're doing is amazing. Please don't ever stop. or, you know, and and keep educating people and what you're doing in terms of spreading this message on podcasts like ours. You know, I don't think people know you volunteered to do this and I appreciate that. And not all of us are Joe Rogan making Joe Rogan podcast money here. So I really appreciate your time and helping provide that message. Yeah. Email me everything so I can give our, our folks and everyone out there. Thank you guys for listening and being part of our 6am run community as always. So with that, I'll say goodbye, Alicia. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. 
Awesome. Thank you guys. All right, everyone. Have a great day.